My name is Ali Pintucci, and this is Unfiltered, the place where we leave the heavily filtered world of social media and talk about anything and everything uncensored. From girl talk to personal wellness, surviving breakups, and hilarious stories in between, join me as I navigate through adulthood with real, unfiltered conversations. Christine Bano is a woman who wears many hats. She's an intuitive coach, a business owner, retreat leader, psychic medium, Lululemon ambassador, and a mother. She's been mentored by house authors Rebecca Campbell and Lynette Brown, and for the last six years, coached with Dr. Divi Chandra, a TEDx speaker, MD, and internationally acclaimed mind, body, and spirit leader. Based in Vancouver, Canada, Christine now coaches in person and online for one-on-one sessions, group work, retreats, workshops, and courses. I'm really excited to have Christine on the show today for a bajillion reasons. One, I'm confident she's going to be able to inspire you with some actionable items that you guys can start implementing into your daily routine that are really going to help you start diving inwards and connecting with yourself better. And once you start to do that, I think you're going to find that it's going to help you in all of your relationships, whether they're friendships, family, uh, romantic partners, um, as well as your business, because that's been one of my biggest takeaways from doing some of that work. I actually met Christine through mutual friends earlier this year. And prior to meeting her, I had heard her name a lot. She was highly respected and she had so many people saying so many amazing things about her. And I ended up meeting her through, again, mutual friends and just felt like I had a soul connection with her. And fast forward to now, we've actually been working together for a little bit. Um, She's one of my coaches and she's helping me work through, um, kind of working through old patterns that I've created through trauma. Um, She's helping me with some shadow work. And then she's also working with me as my intuitive coach. So it's a very heavy journey, but I'm very excited to have her on today. Okay. So yeah, I gave the intro. Cool. And that you're, you're read your bio and then, or a snippet of your bio. And then I talked about why I was super excited to have you on the show today um, and how we kind of met. I said that you were highly spoken about and of um, oh. through mutual friends. And that when we met, we had a soul connection. Well, you mean you, you, mean you lurked at me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm totally joking. Uh, do you remember? We like instantly had a soul connection. Well, I, like I felt- read your, I read your energy. I was like, <laughs> your battery is, your battery is too low, sister. You're like flashing. And then you're like, oh my God, my battery, my phone battery is actually dead right now. <laughs> oh my God. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good to know that I didn't feel like I was the only one who had a soul connection. <laughs> oh, no, Just no, saying. you were, you were like hovering in my awareness for a very long time. You were already like, popping up on the IG and all the other places. And- That's so cool. Was it before or sorry, was it after I met you at um, the breathwork event? I'm just trying to think because when I met you at breathwork, oh yeah, you were with Mark and um, Megan. Megan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I saw your breathwork and you were definitely like, there was a lot of like stuff already coming in because sometimes that'll happen when I meet people is I'll just have start, like I'll meet somebody and information starts to flood. Mm. And then that kind of happened when I met you at Breathwork. And then there was just a bunch of stuff coming in and you kind of had this like cool girl, like, I don't know. There's just interesting. It was kind of this like, 
I don't really want to jam, but like, maybe we want to talk later, but like, I don't know. I, I don't really want to jam right now. It's kind of like, I'm too, and I was like, Oh, okay. Interesting. Cause you had this, like, I want to talk, but no, I want to talk. It was like gas and break at the same time. I was like, okay, cool. Anyways. And then we saw, <laughs> and then we saw each other. So the truth comes out. The truth comes out. No, your energy was very much like, I want to jam, but like, who dis? Like, who you? Who are you? I have really bad social anxiety. So I get really like anxious around meeting new people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. and it all fairness, it was after breath work and I was emotionally exhausted. Yeah. Oh, so we were like torched. Like, let's have a conversation when we're about to like go deep into our subconscious and cry. Cool. Let's get to know each other. What a night that was. Um, okay. So I know. I have a lot of questions for you, but I know people listening have a bajillion questions, oh, cool. but no we're going to start. Yeah. No pressure. We're going to start with a very simple, but important one to kick okay. us off. Okay. I'm already, I'm already sweating. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Cause this is an intense one. You're going to have to really prove yourself. If you're really, Ooh. if you are really <laughs> psychic, what am I, what am I thinking right now? <laughs> you're thinking that. You're, what the first thing that came in was like your boobs are sweating. I don't know. That's really weird. <laughs> no, they're not. I just checked. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I'm not psychic. I'm out. <laughs> just kidding. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe my boobs are sweating. Um, right now you're thinking that, um, I don't know, your energy reads that you're having fun. You are feeling pretty good. You had a good morning. Mm. Um, maybe there's a little bit of, uh, I feel like there's something in your energy saying like, I was on social media really early this morning and then I have to have a session with you later. And so there's maybe a little bit of guilt. And then like, what am I going to tell Christine when we're on our session later? Am I going to tell her that I actually was on social media? Okay. Next question. Okay. Okay. That wasn't actually the first question. So, um, I, (laughs) I am, I know I'm really curious to know this and I think we maybe spoke about it like briefly when we were at the beach last week or a couple weeks ago. Um, but a few people had the same question of being super curious to know when you realized you could hear or see things. Like, do you remember how old you were or where you were or what happened? Like, what was that kind of like when you were just like, oh shit, this is maybe not normal? <laughs> what am I hearing and seeing? Yeah, um, like, it, like break that yes. down for me. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I have a lot of like chunked out memory loss. So like, just from kind of like, um, like a good chunk of, and I realize now after doing a lot of work that there's a lot of like, probably just trauma response and you know what I mean? So what I remember is as a child, I was very empathic. So like I learned codependency at a very young age. I felt like I had to, you know, manage people, fix people. Um, I could pick up on people's energy very young. So I remember being able to like, if my mom was not doing okay, or if somebody was not doing okay, I could feel it. So clairsentience, mm-hmm. like I could feel it in my body and I knew it. And then it was sort of like, but what I picked up was just a bit of an unhealthy behavior around feeling like I needed to do something with that because I could feel so deeply. I needed to um, fix or make sure that person felt okay. Or for whatever reason, I just, from a very young age could feel. So I knew that that was there from a very, very young age. My mom is really intuitive as well. Like she's super, mm-hmm. super intuitive which I actually hated when I was younger. I thought it was super weird. Um, so when people are like, what's your spiritual path? I'm like, well, I hated it up until about seven years ago, like resisted it. So I see. very young age could feel things. I would say that the other 
Claire's really like popped open for me. I think that they were always there, but I think I really shut that down. Like I remember being really into crystals as a kid, loving like looking at like mood rings. Do you remember when mood rings ran? Like I was like, uh, like yes. tell me. I mean, it's the coolest. <laughs> like, tell me. You know, I was always very curious around um, you know, magic and you know, what, what I, you know, spirituality, I guess would be magic when I was younger, but um probably about seven years ago around there um it was when I hit a rock bottom one of many in my life um big rock bottom and it really cracked if you want to call it a spiritual awakening I would say that's when that happened um in I don't know what it was 2014 maybe um I really got rocked really really badly and I went to this like seven day um basically like a codependency (laughs) recovery thing on the island and I really didn't want to go and it was a seven day and I was like in my mind I'm like I'm 20 something like I want to go to Mexico for a week I want to go to freaking Nanaimo like cool (laughs) so mad um and I went to this thing and and basically yeah it was like I up until that point I I if somebody used the word god I would fucking snap show oh am I allowed Mm. to swear or no Oh, we can okay. swear. Okay, yeah. okay, good. Okay. It's like, can I swear? I would like to I wouldn't have you on the show. If we okay, good. To I, was gonna, I was like, you're going to have a lot of editing and censoring. Okay. So um, I would like snap show if somebody said the word God. I used to see my mom meditate and I hated it. Um, very resistant to this work, which what I've learned in hindsight is that whenever I resist something massively, it's generally because it's going to be a big part of my life. Like, why are we like that? I know. I you know. said that and I just had like a scroll of information in front of my eyes being like, oh yeah, bitch. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate that. Hate that person. Oh, guess what? We're best friends. Damn it. Yeah. I hate it. I wanted to hate you. Um, so yeah. So anyways, um, I feel like I'm squirreling a little bit, but I, uh, I went to this codependency, basically one of my partners was, um, going through some stuff and, and some addiction. And so, um, I, during that time was very angry, thought I had nothing to do with it and um, went to the seven day intensive where I thought it was going to be like a big, long bitch fest. And basically when I sat down, they were like, okay, so we're going to talk about like you. And I was like, no, 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 I don't think you quite understand. Like, I don't, I don't have the problem. And they were like, (laughs) oh, sweetheart, you have the problem. And I was like, what? No, fuck you. And they were like, okay, so you're called codependent. And I was like, codependent. Like code of what? Mm-hmm. Sorry, how do you pronounce that? Like what the fuck is codependent? Never even heard the term. I was like, this is stupid. Anyways, it was like one of these moments of like total surrender, um, clarity about my own behaviors. Like I just totally thought everyone was everyone else was to blame. Everyone else had like the stuff going on, and I really had no accountability or like responsibility for myself or my behaviors or. Um, so that week I really got busted open. I had like a, a moment where I woke up in the morning and I was like half crying, half awake, half asleep. And, um, I can only say it was like God or whatever you, you reference of that or source or universe or if there's something, some sort of energy that basically like ran through my body. Like I've never felt before. I wrote it down. Thank God. Cause it was a really powerful experience, but it was like, I was like crying, having this dream about something really traumatic happening. And, and I just felt this energy like come in through my arm and like come through my body and it was just like it was just basically like a presence being like you're okay you can let go of 
trauma you can let go of like these things and I just I remember being like it was so visual of like this thing this like energy handing me flowers and it was just like the most incredible experience where I just felt this the first time in my life the sense of like calm and peace just like completely come over my body mm-hmm. and I wrote it down afterwards because I was like did I make this up like did I just am I like did I take like you're in a dream like, state <laughs> yeah like did I take drugs like I don't even know like <laughs> is the wrath of all my like rave days back in my teens coming back to haunt me like what's happening right now am I losing my <laughs> that's a that's a whole nother let's just okay that really that really piqued my attention because I was like wait <laughs> Wait, rave, we, rave we must be soul sisters because I used to have a rave face. It was not okay. Oh, the okay, rave that's face? A, the, the rave visor? Face. The visor? The I went to top? EDC Las Vegas and I had a bra that like had lights that like flashed to the beat of the music. We really don't have to talk about that ever again. Continue your story. <laughs> EDC was like duh, my home. I remember being like, oh, I'm in heaven. Anyways, um, okay, total sidebar. <laughs> This is like awakening. a spiritual awakening. This is like yeah. the longest answer to this possible. Anyways, that okay. moment happened. I was cracked open when I got home from this retreat um, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it was like, I felt like I was in the wild. Like it was like the veil had been lifted and I felt like I had been living in a fog for so long. So I feel like once that fog was lifted, I like came back home and was literally looking around being like, what this world is different. Like I just, it was this whole like breaking point of my life where I just that's had wild. Yeah. It was so crazy. So I felt like at that time, that's kind of where in my Claire's pop. So I can see things, I can hear things. And when I say I see things, like I don't actually <laughs> see a physical thing in front of me, but I'm like reading energy. So I'll get a visual pop in somewhere. When I'm working with clients, I'll get a visual. Sometimes I hear things. Sometimes I feel things. Sometimes I just know, um, when I was working with um, this Hay House author, she's amazing, Rebecca Campbell. Um, I recommend her my book. favorite oh. deck of cards, by the way. She's like next level. I did a mentorship with her maybe three or four years ago, and um, she, and I worked with her one on one, and I feel so grateful because I don't think she does it anymore. But I recommend that book. Like I give that book away to all on all my retreats. So her light is the new black, and she's got another book, but. It was just like, and I found her right after basically the spiritual awakening. And anyways, when I did a mentorship with her, she was just like, you have an ability to see and to just know people's like highest potential. Mm -hmm. So when you work with people or when you meet people, it's like you only have a filter that sees and can read their like top, top, top peak potential which is why she's like, you'd be a fantastic coach. You'd be a fantastic like teacher um, because you don't even have the like time and space to be like, oh yeah, you really are fucked up. Or like, oh yeah, you really are. Which is a total judge. You know what I mean? But like, I don't, when I see people, I don't have the ability to say like, oh, I see all your flaws. It's like, I just look at them and I'm like, pure potential. And I will get like messages around what their highest potential can be. And like, anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. No, I was going to say pause for a second because there is something on your, on your website that I read and then I, I pulled cause I want to read it to everyone listening and it kind of touches on what you're talking about right now, but you wrote, 
I have been through the ringer with love, loss, codependency, chronic stress, shitty belief systems, adrenal (laughs) fatigue, trauma, bullying, and barely getting by. Essentially living completely in the fog with no purpose and little hope. I was so far out of alignment with myself, my soul, and my mission in this lifetime, and I had to travel to the brink of insanity and chaos to wake up and steer myself back home. Like, whoa. But it's, no, it's, I think it's just so relatable because I talk to you about this a lot with me feeling like I need to go through these catastrophic events to get to what I want. And I don't think everyone's in the same position as you or I that had the ability to kind of have someone to work through those or maybe see a different perspective on it. Because if you would have met me three years ago, I had friends who, I mean, you know, we have a lot of the same mutual friends. I have friends in that circle and other circles that were like, you know, said that they were intuitive and said that they were extremely spiritual. And I looked at them like they were fucking psychopaths. (laughs) Oh, like, for sure. You know, I, I relate to you when you say, when you hear the word God, there was something about religion that I always had my, my, I always kind of had my guard up. Um, I don't know if it was because I traveled a lot. I took world religion courses. I felt like I just didn't understand how we could have so many different religions, yet the world was technically created one way. And maybe I just didn't feel a sense of belonging. I really loved how the concept of Buddhism and how that worked. Mm. But I never really felt like I connected to a religion, even though I was raised Catholic. Um, And I didn't even know connecting to the universe was a fucking thing. (laughs) So here I am having friends pulling cards. I'm like, can you guys just shut the fuck up and go back to work? Like this card's not going to tell you if you're going to be rich. Okay. So put your head down and get to work. And that's just how I felt. I had this massive (laughs) resistance to people like you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sister, sister, I did too. I hated this shit. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was really stupid until I I met um, one of my first intuitive coaches. She was, we had mutual friends, like my hairdresser spoke about her all the time. And same thing, like you should have a session with Trina. You should have a session with Trina. And I was like, cut the shit. I'm not interested. (laughs) And I met Trina one day at the hair salon. She knew who I was. I didn't know who she was. And she's like, oh my God, we have to meet, uh, connect and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, sure. Cool. And again, just having a total guard up towards that kind of energy. Two days later, I, at the time, I need to tell you guys, I had two Instagrams. I had like my main work one that you guys all see now. And then I had another one, which no longer exists. So don't search it, but it was called the other alley. And I just posted like random personals, like my fun. I don't give a shit account. So two days later, my ex dumps me. He walks out of my house. I have literally not told a single fucking person. Like literally no one knows. I pick up my phone, distraught, about to call my mom. And then I get a notification to the other alley and it's Trina. And she says, hey, just checking in on you to make sure you're okay. And I was like, what in the fucking witchcraft just happened? (laughs) And to be honest, it was that exact moment that I felt maybe I just surrendered to like 
someone needing to hear me because it was such a low, like that breakup was the worst breakup of my entire life. Not because he was a bad person and the situation was bad. It was like emotionally was the worst breakup of my entire life. So maybe it was at that like mercy of like just total physical, emotional, mental pain that someone saw me, but it was like, she saw me before she knew what happened before I told anyone what happened. And you might be listening to this in the same, you know, pair of glasses that I was at three years ago and being like, okay, Allie, cut the shit, but it's what happened. And it allowed me to drop my walls and really lean into working with her. And I worked with her for a few months until, you know, a personal step before we started going into business coaching. But the first time I did a cord cutting session and maybe you can interrupt me if I, if I try and describe what cord cutting was like. Um, because you're the expert, not I, but the first time we did a cord cutting session, I was on the table and she explained to me that you have emotional hooks in your body and it comes through emotional relationships through friends and family or experiences or trauma, but you also have emotional hooks with anyone you've had sex with. Mm -hmm. And like, they just like hook into different places of your body. And she's like, I'm going to go in and cut some of those cords so we can like remove that emotional attachment or start to remove that emotional attachment so we can start to get you feeling better. Hmm. So when I was lying on the table feeling like a psychopath, (laughs) she was like doing Reiki on me essentially. And then she said, who do you speak to? And I was like, literally my answer was like, I don't know, like my mom, like Kelsey. (laughs) She was like, (laughs) she was like, no, like, do you like speak to God or the universe? And I was like, oh no, I don't speak to anyone. She's like, I know because energy just comes out of you and it just goes and doesn't come back. (laughs) I had, I had no practice, but anyways, kind of going back into how I was like, how I feel like I needed catastrophic events to just kind of break me open and finally be open to getting help. Like I feel like that story or that experience that you wrote about on your website, how the heck did you get from living in a fog, feeling like you had no purpose and little hope to now basically understanding that you could tap into something so magical and make this your full-time career where you now coach people. And it sounds like the mentorship with Rebecca Campbell had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Great question. Um, I now understand that I have my part of my soul's journey and part of my you know purpose here on the planet is to <laughs> when you're driving down the highway and you like get the like da 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 you know like when you're like half of the, like <laughs> you ever had that <laughs> and it's like oh, when you can't stay in between the lines <laughs> yeah like I'm over the line it's like that has been part of my purpose is to not only get the like da 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 that being like the one. <laughs> So like the, like, maybe like, you know, the body being like, can you make that sound one more time? (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you hit that for me, I had to travel like at 120 into the ditch. Mm. So like, and I understand I used to be like, why is this happening? The universe hates me. Why is my life so shit? And I just understand that rather than playing that victim, I've kind of flipped it on its ass and been like, oh, okay. I can't teach theory. Like I can hear information and I can like love it. And I like when I coach and when I teach, I pick, I might reference certain things, but it's almost like 
I have to teach from an embodied place and I have to teach from a place of um, like, I can only take my clients as far as I've gone. Like I know that. And that's why I'm constantly taking, I'm constantly upgraded and I'm constantly evolving mm-hmm. because I think that that's pivotal in the coaching industry. Cause if this is, this industry is built, you know, built on human evolution and soul evolution, we always have to be like leading the way and doing our own work as well. It's really, you know, important for me. So, um, I realize now that I had to go off course to the very edge because I have to get to the edge of myself to like see what I'm capable of. And so I realized that having adrenal fatigue, having chronic stress, having to the point where like panic attacks, like I used to think anxiety was like, not fake, but I like, I didn't understand it. I didn't experience, I didn't get it. You know, yeah. like I didn't understand what that was like. I didn't understand what people would say these things. And so I've, ex- I realized like part of my experience has been traveling to the edges of so many different things so that I can relate because I feel like I, you know, I I feel proud of the fact that I feel like I can be authentic. Like when I'm having conversations with people and when I coach, I'm not coaching of like, you should do this. And then I like, in my real life, I'm doing something totally different. It's like, I speak from experience and I speak from obviously things I've learned, but I also, I speak so much from the place of like, well, this is what I did. And this is how I got through it. And I realized like I had to walk myself through the darkest days and the darkest edges of feeling hopeless because I can't relate to somebody. If somebody comes to me and says, you know, I want to do this, or I feel like I'm, you know, hopeless, or I feel like this, I can say like, I feel you and I, and I can appreciate what that's like. And this is what I did. So I, I realized like so much of my journey is like going, walking to those edges or has been walking to those edges and then evolving and reaching my highest potential. And in turn, I'm able to do the same for others. Like, I feel like that's one of the greatest gifts when I work with people and I don't make it hard to understand. I try to make it humorous. I try to make the work you are real. <laughs> like <laughs> the analogies that come in from people's spirit guides when I'm working with people and I'm like having a conversation and getting information drop in from people's like support teams or spirit guides and I'm reading their energy. I, I set the intention, like bring it in a way that is because life can be so serious and I'm not like, I'm not like, I'm not trying to downplay people. You know what I mean? Like, and I know when I was in the place of pain, I wanted nothing to do with like joking around. I was like, well, fuck you. You don't understand. So I know what that's like, but I also just feel like sometimes weaving in some humor and some, some fun into the work as well, because it it can be, some of the stuff is heavy. Like when I'm Mm -hmm. working with people through deep shadow work and through deep inner child work, where I'm working with people on different things, because, you know, some sessions with people are like, I'm downloading a business idea or a, a name, like the amount of people I worked with, or I'm like, they're like, I just, you know, there's something I want to do more. And I'll be like, drop in like this idea. This is the name. These are the things you could do. And they're like sitting there, like scribbling me. I'm like, what? Like what's <laughs> happening? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like, so sometimes yeah. it's like a business idea download. Sometimes there's, you know, I'll go into deep unconscious work with people where, you know, we're like getting into there. Cause sometimes talking is not the way to go. And I'll get told that I'll be like, you need to just stop talking and get the person into like almost a meditative state. And we're going to go through like you do with like- me. You can reference yes. our sessions because I'm an open book. And if it makes it easier and more relatable to to talk about that stuff yeah. for people listening, have at her. I love you. Well, okay. We've had a few like different side conversations, yes. but 
maybe it's because I practice it a bit now. So I'm seeing it more now. I don't know if, if you see things differently, but I'm starting to see a lot more people now on social media actually open up about daily practices, whether it be meditation, whether it be pulling cards, whether it be mm-hmm. crystals, whether it be, um, you know, manifesting is such a fucking buzzword right now. Like having people like try and coach you on how you can manifest your dream life and vision boards. Like, I don't know if that was always on the internet. I mean, I'm sure it probably was, or now I'm just noticing it more because I do some of that stuff. But a lot of people listening are going to be completely new to this topic. And you've used a couple of words as we've spoken. So I just want to like break that down a little bit more. So one, you said right at the beginning of the conversation is you are an empath. So what if what does that mean if you are an empath and how can people uh, listening maybe realize oh my god that's me sure um okay when i think of an empath i think of somebody like myself i can feel it's like you're reading energy really at the end of the day but you're you're empathic you can feel other people's like the clairsentience is another word but it's like you're feeling what other people are feeling. So that might look like you walk into a room and you can read if there's been an argument. Mm. You can read if people are not okay without them saying something. Do you know what I mean? Like I think of it as like, I can feel your feelings. I can feel what's going on for you. I can feel the energy. And for me, um, yeah, I think it's a really amazing gift. I think it's something that it's, it's basically like a highly sensitive person. Like you okay. think of your senses, right? You think of like, you know, taste, touch, smell, you know, all those things, like you, everyone has those senses, but this is almost like an extra sense where it's like a lot of, like, again, this is just my definition, but it's like an extra sensitivity. It's like where I could feel like, if I start working with somebody, I can feel right away, like I'll take a few breaths and I'll just read their energy for a couple of seconds and I can like feel what's going on for them. So if they I have, feel like, like it's such a simple concept, but it's not because I still can't figure out if I'm an empath. And I think it's because maybe I drop into my head so much because sometimes I feel like I can really take that on. But yes. sometimes I feel like I'm, I can actually be a very, like, as you kind of mentioned at the beginning, guarded, cold, my, I, you know, my walls are up. I'm maybe not interested in engaging and yeah. How can, how can I maybe lean into that? Or how can someone lean into that to really figure out if they are an empath? Because isn't one of the concerns or issues or mm-hmm. things about being an empath that you actually take on the, that energy? Yes. Now we're, I feel like we're unpacking a lot here. Yeah, we're unpacking <laughs> a lot. Yes, I think this is such, a, it's such an individual um, experience for people because I think there's such varying levels. And for me being empathic turned into where it got really intertwined and muddy with codependency Hmm. because for me, I went from being empathic where I could feel somebody like if somebody was like experiencing pain or as a, you know, as a child and somebody was experiencing something, I could feel it. And I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know what I was experiencing. So as a child, it can be really confusing. I, I find because it's like, I can feel what's going on. I don't know what to do with these emotions. And I didn't realize that like, so much of what I was feeling was other people. So I would almost feel like, oh, why am I feeling this way? And this can happen as an adult where it's like, sometimes I'll even have to, I'll even have moments of myself. I'm like, I'll, if I'm feeling a lot of like, let's say internal chaos, I'm like, I will actually stop and ask myself the question, like how much of what I'm experiencing is actually mine. And like the other day I was feeling pretty out of whack. And I asked that question and it was like 20% of what is, uh, is actually what's yours. And the rest is, 
other people's, it might be clients. So some, there's some great practices. Um, to know you're empathic is, you know, I think it's a very personal thing, but if you can feel other people's emotions, if you can kind of walk into a room, like there's some people who just, I didn't realize that not everybody was like this. I assumed everybody was like yeah. this, but there's some people who can walk <laughs> in a room and they're just like, Hey, how's it going, man? Okay, cool. And then they just leave. It's like a clean interaction. It's just like done, done, boom. For me, it's like, Oh wait, I can feel this. Okay. But like kind of moving into the codependency world, I thought that I was responsible for fixing it. So it's like, I would feel somebody in a bad mood. Like this happened in a lot of relationships where I would feel partners come home and they'd be like, I could feel something was off. So rather than just <laughs> be communicative and say like, Hey, I'm noticing that, you know, um, something's going on. Do you want to talk about it? Or, you know, just have a very open, take it personally. And now adult. you're in a fight. Oh, now we're in a fight. Cause like <laughs> they came home rather than be an adult and just ask and be like a self-sovereign, like, okay, this is my, these are my emotions. These are yours. I would be like, Oh, Oh, I fucked up. What did I do? Oh, I didn't do anything. And then, yeah, it's personal. Oh, okay. I'm for sure an empath. (laughs) You're like, she's nodding. You can't see, but she's like, (laughs) you are. You are. are. Everything's always my fault, my problem, my responsibility. Everything's on me and I feel it. And I, and the anxiety just, okay. So that's a really good practice for me to be like, how much of this shit is mine? It's mine. And also noticing there might be some codependency woven in it. Oh girl, that's, (laughs) I mean, that's okay. And when I say might, I'm being kind. Um, but I <laughs> you know that like special skill box on your resume? It says, I will like, fix you. <laughs> no, my special skill box would be like <laughs> codependent. <laughs> yeah. Are you codependent? Check. Check. Uh, self-deprecating. Um, also check, check. <laughs> yeah. Check, check, check. You're a, a great hire. Yeah. Couple of checks in that box. Okay. Yes. So we're going to cut that off at empathic. Cause I know you can talk about it for I'm eternity. Yes. Um, and I'm going to connect people to you at the end of it. So if people have more questions yes. or maybe want to work with you on working through that stuff, they'll yes. be able to connect with you at the end. Uh, the second thing you spoke about, <laughs> I'm wondering how many people listened to that was like, what the fuck is she talking about? Oh, and the empathic thing is just, want, sorry, just really quick there. I just do want to separate the fact that like being empathic and being codependent, it doesn't mean that you're like always yeah. both. It just means that Sometimes there can be a muddiness there. And that's something that, again, I will, will work through with clients with, but there is great practices. If you are an empath, just because you did ask me that, and I just want to really quickly touch on that. There are great practices to, um, you know, asking yourself how much of this is mine. And then if there's anything that isn't, if you get an answer like 20% or 50%, it's just like, whatever's not mine, I clear, like just setting that intention or listening to a cord cutting meditation or cord cutting or listening to like a clearing meditation, like something's clearing your energy throughout the day. So there's just a couple, there's like, lots of tools that you can do to, um, you're not walking around in a bubble where you're like, I'm scared of having this, right. That is, it's a superpower, but it's just like knowing, having some boundaries. It's really important to have boundaries around that so that there isn't this sort of like picking up and carrying other people's baggage. Love that. I just want to say that. That's it. Yeah. Love that. I think it will be good at the end too, to maybe like follow up with you to get some of your favorite like sounds or playlists or meditations. Sure. And maybe I can link that under your contact info. Um, okay. Next WTF thing that Christine said, (laughs) spirit guides. People are probably like, what is she on? What is she on? What the hell is a spirit guide? I know, but you know, (laughs) I know, I know, I know. know. Well, okay. So there's lots of different interpretations. I'm just going to say that because in the spiritual world, I mean, this is the thing is that I think that I never get married to 
too much into like, this is the one answer because I've worked with Rebecca Campbell who has said one thing I've worked with, you know, like different people who have said other things, what I kind of gather for spirit guides and what I imagine, I don't go, I don't even go into it too much. Like when people get really deep into certain things like crystals or chakras or different things, like I actually kind of like, I like to have information about them, but I don't sort of like hone in on one thing specifically. So when I say spirit guides, it's like when I'm working with clients one-on-one, um, I imagine that when you're born, you have like a guardian angel or maybe like one main spirit guide and that throughout your life, you know, as a child and as adolescent, you have like helper guides and teacher guides and like whatever your mission is on this planet, like whatever you came in for when you incarnated and whatever that sort of agreement was, we all bring in like, we all have different like lessons that we came here to learn. We all have um, different paths. And of course we have free will or free, you know, choices and, and free will as, as humans. But I think of them as like, non-physical energies that are here to guide us along our paths. So they're here to support us. They're here to be of service. Um, and it is something that for the longest time, you know, I was like, oh, this sounds hokey, blah, 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 blah. But there has been times where, you know, there was a time there when I was um, creating the studio when I was in the, in the process of building a business with my fitness studio. And I would wake up at like three in the morning and I used to be like, oh, this is so annoying until I realized that at that time my spirit guides were most active. And so like I would download, I would receive the name of my studio at 3 a.m. I would like, like come out of bed and like just all of a sudden be like, sweat van city. And then I'd like go back to bed. Like I would get information. I know it sounds like so crazy. And this is what, this is what, yeah. Anyway, so I think of it as like, we have, like, if I'm here to write a book, which I know I am, I will have, I think of like, I have spirit, I'm going to recruit spirit guides, um, who maybe have been on, on earth before and have written books or who are authors. So it's like, I think of like, we have all these different spirit guides um, to help us on this journey. And, you know, a lot of people don't know that they have non-physical support. It's kind of like, oh, well, if I can't see it, I don't believe it. Or I, you know, I right. see you across the screen. So you're real, but that's not real. But it wasn't until I hit the rock bottom and it wasn't until I really was like on my knees and in total surrender. Um, like, it sounds like you were as well in that moment of just like, I feel like I, you know, am like at my lowest, lowest low is where I finally cracked open enough to be receptive or to maybe imagine that like, I, I don't understand why I was so resistant to imagining that I had extra help. You know what I mean? It was just right. so fascinating to be like, so I think of spirit guides as like people who are here to support people who are here on our paths. Um, and when I'm working with clients, I'm basically reading energy. I'm reading their energy. I'm working with their spirit guides or their spirit guides have like downloads or information. I'm basically reading that, translating it, and then speaking it to you. That is so cool. So if someone's connecting or learning to connect to their spirit guides, is that the same as someone learning to connect to their intuition or would those live as two separate entities? That's a fan tabulous question. Um, I thought of it myself. <laughs> yeah, right. It probably came in last night. No, I'm joking. It did uh, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> I, that's a great question. Yeah. I mean, I think of when I connect to my intuition, I, same thing, I don't get kind of married to some people might have different answers for that, but I think of like intuition. Yeah. Like my ability to connect to my internal spirit, my internal soul who knows everything. Like I think of every person has a blueprint inside of them, which is basically like, this is the way. And so I think of that and I'm like, when I connect to my intuition, that's me connecting to myself, like my power, 
my spirit guides, my support team. I think of that as like my, you know, cause we're all one, we're all connected. So I think of like, when I connect to my intuition, I'm also connecting to my spirit guides. I'm connecting mm-hmm. to um, like, that's just my interpretation. And that's kind of when, when I connect to my intuition and I'm being, you know, I'm really sort of um, nurturing that connection. I think of it connecting to my own internal power. I think of it as connecting to God. I think about connecting it to spirit guides, kind of like the power, the creator, the source, the, like all the energy that, you know, is the presence that's beating my heart and breathing my body. And you know what I mean? Like that is like the energy behind that, right. That there's something so there cool. that's, you know what I mean? Like, I love that visual, but it's like, of course. Yeah. I don't have to ask my heart to beat. Right. I don't have to ask my body to breathe itself. It just like that. Whenever people say like, I feel so unworthy. And I'm like, if you have a presence that is beating your heart and breathing your body that innately, like that is your birthright, you are worthy and you are here for a purpose and you're beautiful. You're that's like perfection in itself. Like that already is like, you are more than worthy to be here and to be your unique self. I love that. I love it. Um, one of the coolest things that I think my first coach talked to me about, or just said to me in passing was that every single person on this planet is intuitive. It's just that people choose to learn how to tap into it and others don't. Absolutely agree. Every single person is intuitive. Um, we all are born, I imagine like we come down with these like birth suitcases and we like have everything we need. You know what I mean? It's like, I got my superpowers. I got this, I got that. Um, yeah. I think that every single person has that. It's just for a lot of people, it's dormant. It's, it's just, it's like superpowers that they have, or there's a lot of fear and, you know, and I know that for myself and for a lot of other intuitives that I've, you know, I'm in touch with in the community, I know I had a lot of fear around speaking up around being seen around actually like for me for a long time, what felt comfortable to me was having the, being a mother, owning a fitness studio, (laughs) being a business owner, being a Lululemon ambassador, like all these things are great, but it's like, there was this deep fear around saying like, I'm an intuitive coach. Cause people are like, what the fuck is an intuitive coach? And I get it. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I was there, I was like, I fucking hated this stuff, but, um, <laughs> but it's, I think that from past lives, like if you look at history, this is one of the first times there's a mass awakening, which makes it safer than ever. This is like the most exciting time to be alive. I, I personally think because there's a mass awakening happening. There's so many people who are waking up right now and who are like expressing themselves fully. Cause I mean, in past lives, people were like, witches, quote unquote, were like, people who had intuitive powers or new things like look at Joan of Arc, you know what I mean? Like everything, it's like people were killed, people were drowned, people were, you know what I mean? So like, no shit. Like I was like, why am I so afraid? And it's like, oh, maybe because I was like stoned to death in a past life, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like I need to interrupt to tell you guys that when we were sitting at the beach a few weeks ago, Christine literally just like nonchalant, casually drops it in. Like, oh yeah, you were like killed in every single one of your past lives. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Thanks for that nice conversation. We're down. And then you just, you just continued. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Pump the brakes. Pump pump the brakes. Can you just go back to that for a second? Back it up. Back and back (laughs) up the train. I mean, I believe I personally, that's a personal belief. So I believe in incarnation. I believe that we have, you know, we, we as souls incarnate. And I believe that like one of my clients the other day was like, I just got to ask you, because she's in what she's in my six month container, which is a transformation container. And she's like, 
this is a fucking roller coaster. And like, can you just tell me why I'm doing this shit? And I was like, yes, you're perfect. This is exactly where you're meant to be. And I just explained to her, I was like, I believe that we are on this path of like always evolving our consciousness. We're getting to know ourselves more. I believe we, before we come in, we have, you know, soul contracts with people. That's why sometimes when you meet people, there's just this feeling of like, I've met a few of those. Like I've met you before. I know you. And it's, that's, that's you. what I mean. That's you to me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we, that's what I mean. There's this instant yeah. connection where you look at each other and you're like, oh no, we've, we've done, we fucked shit up before. Like we've, we've done some stuff in a bad, you know what I mean? Like we've, we've done, like we've been, we know each other. And that's like what it was when I met Kevin, like my partner, Kevin, it was just like, there was this like across, you know what I mean? So I believe I met that guy for me, but I feel like he keeps running away from me. And I'm like, that's rude. <laughs> Hey, get back here. We have a soul connection. Yeah, get the fuck back here. Tinder, <laughs> Tinder told me so that we have this. No, I'm joking. I'm just joking. Or Hinge or whatever the, I don't know what the dating apps are these days. Anyways, I don't know what the dating apps are. Um, so no, but I believe that we incarnate where our souls are always learning. You know, we're always coming here to evolve. We're always coming here to grow. And so um, that's the point of it. We're getting to know each other. We have to hit, like if we, we didn't, our souls didn't come here to just like, you know, Let's just, you know, hang out. And I mean, that's great. And some, that's some people's evolution, right? Sometimes they're coming here to just sort of have an easier life. And then sometimes, you know, I feel like that's how my life started. And then 30 hit and I was like, game on bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Game on. We've given you enough time. And that's the thing. Like you want to play games? Let's play. Let's play sister. We came here. And that's what I mean. Like you look at, you know, um, some of the most beautiful, you look at any spiritual teacher on this planet, they didn't have an easy life they had to go through to be able to teach. Right. I mean, that's the thing this, you know, the human earth school is the, one of the hardest things to be on because there's so much, you know, there's so much up and down and that's kind of the beauty of it. Right. Is, is we're rolling with, um, and that's when I work with clients. It's not to get them to this, you know, I realized I remember working with um, <laughs> Rebecca Campbell again and she's like, Oh yeah, no, um, we don't do, we don't like work on ourselves and spirituality in order to like not have stuff happen to us. We, we do it so that when it does, we can roll with it. And I really realize that that's the thing. It's not about a mass, like becoming untouchable, becoming untouchable because that's not real. Right. It's just like, yeah, now for me, like one of my greatest, you know, um, what I'm most proud of is that like life can happen. And rather than constantly have a shield up or a barrier or be cut off or be like an ice queen. I now, you know, the last few years I've been what I call defrosting, but it's like I've defrosted and I'm just like living more with an open heart being like, I trust that I will be okay. Regardless of what happens, I've always been okay. I always will be okay. And when stuff comes, it doesn't take me out. Like it used to, I don't have to live my life with a big Mm -hmm. shield up with a big bunch of protection, constantly living in pain, you know, being like, well, when the pain comes, at least I'll already be experiencing pain. So it won't be a shock. It's like, that's such a, a tough yeah. way to live. Right. And I think that's kind of what's happening with a lot of people. Yeah. I love that. What question? <laughs> I don't even remember what question we were on. I feel it's like okay. I'm like- <laughs> it's fine. I didn't really, I have, I prepared a few questions and I have some that people sent in. Oh. Um, but I, I kind of trusted that this was a cool enough topic that we would just kind of go with the flow. So the funny thing is, is like we start talking and then it starts to get really like insane. And no. people are probably like, well, Whoa. yeah, what? Because let's just dial it. Just okay, let's, let's dial, let's it, dial it back. Because okay. I, I have a very good feeling that probably 70, 80% of the people listening here is this is either new concept. Maybe sure. they don't believe in it. Yeah. Maybe they're curious about it. They haven't tried. So 
I want to talk about how tapping or learning to tap in because I'm, I'm not fully tapped, <laughs> but I want to talk about how starting to be open and learning to tap into my intuition has helped tra- begin to transform my personal life and my business life. And some of the positives I've seen from really just trying to understand what was going inside of me so I could probably show up better and operate better in the outside world. I've seen myself transform by discovering really simple things that you don't need intuition for to be like, these are my needs and these are my boundaries. Uh (laughs) And just doing something as simple as that to be like, okay, now this is step one of how I'm going to now operate outside the world, but then start to incorporate some personal practices. Some of them that I kind of become like stray away from, which you have to coach me back into like meditating or um, learning how to quiet inside because I've recently discovered that I can see and hear things too. And also realizing that I've had those things for a really long time that always just thought I was AD, I had ADD. I was like, can't shut my brain off. Like pay attention, focus. Why are you thinking something else? And it would be really random shit in my head. Um, but I want to talk about if someone is learning to mm-hmm. just really, you said something really awesome to me in our coaching call last week. You're like, if I tell you to go do these 20 things, you're going to be like, yeah, I'll do it because you uh, want to be this high achiever, but then I'm going to be so overwhelmed. I'm not going to do it. And you really broke it down for me. You said for the next four days, can you commit to not sleeping with your phone next to your head? Can you commit to not going on your phone when you wake up and meditating for 10 minutes, like 10 minutes doesn't even have to be anything crazy. I'll even send you a guided meditation. Can you just commit to those two things for the next four days? And for me, that was such a comforting baby step. Cause I was like, yeah, I can do that. And I would like to talk about some really simple things that people can just start doing if they're looking to start to tap into their intuition or just if that doesn't feel in alignment with you when you hear that, what are some things that people can start doing to start maybe feeling more connected to themselves to build a foundation for a nice routine that will set them up for success? Let's do like three things. I love that. Um, Yes, absolutely. Number one, I would just say that if anyone's listening to this and you're feeling a bit like, oh, this is overwhelming. Like, I don't like this. Or again, get curious. Mm-hmm. Just just right off the bat, he said like, you know, I mean, I know we've kind of gone on like really big sort of like sometimes yeah, people we went really out there. A, little, a little out there for a minute. <laughs> people might be like, it's a miracle, Christmas miracle, but I'm still listening right now. So you better give yeah, me something but tangible. That's, that's also normal because I want people to understand that I am also that person. Yeah. Shit get, like I said, three years ago, thought you were insane. Yeah. Now still think it's a little bit insane, but have become curious and just surrendered to what what I was doing before wasn't fucking working for me. So (laughs) why why don't we try something a little bit simple and just see, Yes, but just see how it works. I love that. I so love that. And that is, I'm the exact same way. I hated this stuff. And so like, that's a great, you know, I can relate to that. So I would say for me tapping into my intuition or um, it's really getting quiet. Like in all honesty, we've become as a society, or at least I can speak for myself, like I was really busy. We have so many pressures. There's so many things happening in the world. So I found for me, when I tap into my mission, it's like, it's getting quiet. So like, what are, 
what are a couple of ways I would say to each person like that you find peace in your life that you there's like moments and it's it will vary for different people like for me what, to tap into my intuition in a really easy way without needing to do anything like have cards or have crystals or do any of that stuff <laughs> like because that that's just you know what I mean like it's just extra stuff that might be too much for people like I go by the ocean I go in nature I will go into the trees so I, like for me going for a walk is one way that I effortlessly tap into intuition. Just being somewhere that maybe sparks creativity or sparks a sense of calmness or like that, that bubble of being like, ah, oh, I'm safe. Like, I like it. I like it here. Exactly. So one way, you know, like I would just say like, what's a way like for me, nature, because nature is, I mean, we are all one. Like when you look at nature, like I, I, I survive because the trees are there. Like it brings me oxygen. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I find that when, when I'm around trees or I'm around the ocean or I'm around natural elements, I find I naturally tap into my intuition. But if you don't feel like you're intuitive or you feel like that's a little far out for you again, it just might be a place where you feel calm and at peace. And that's when ideas might pop in. And so sometimes I use that when people are really new to it. I'm like, because you, so, you know, you'll see people who are very logical get a, a, yes, get an idea though. Right. Like yeah. it, it's like, where do you get ideas or where do you feel inspired? Like for me being in nature, I get, I get inspiration. So you could call when I'm working with clients, sometimes again, like some of these terms are like, it's way too far out. So for me to go there with them is going to overwhelm them and make them actually pull back more. So that's when having terms, like, where do you feel inspired? Hmm. Where do you feel at peace? Where do you feel calm? Where do you feel like, what are some places maybe that, or like some activities that you can do to bring you into that state? Because when our, like our, our intuition, our souls want to speak to us, they can only speak to us generally when we're in a, in that state of calm. Because if like, I know for me, when I get really busy or if I get more in my masculine energy where I'm trying to like do, and that happens, right? Like owning a business and having a coach, busy coaching practice all the time. (laughs) All the time. I am a man. (laughs) We are working on that. Um, (laughs) We are working, but that's the thing. Like that's the, that's the thing is that like, I get it. Like I can go way into la la land in terms of spirituality land, but I also try to keep a really grounded sense because I am, I'm a mom, I'm a business owner. I have to do spreadsheets. I have to do, you know what I mean? Like, so that's sometimes when people work with me, I think they like, because I'm not trying to take it and speak a bunch of garbled language that they're going to be like, uh, are you talking about, like, I don't even usually talk about spirit guides. You know what I mean? I don't usually talk about any of that stuff. It's like bringing it in a relatable way to cross. Cause like spirituality can be so out there. Um, and I think bringing it into a way that is digestible for people to understand. So anyways, back to the question. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm already going off on like another tangent. Um, anyways, so getting quiet, getting, you know, finding maybe a space where you feel calm or connected. Um, meditation is a great tool. I think it's a fantastic tool. I use it sometimes. I don't always meditate. And the reason be is because, or the reason being is because sometimes meditation is a fantastic tool for me. If I'm feeling in a certain, like if I'm feeling a certain way, um, but sometimes something like journaling, like journaling for me actually sometimes is my form of meditation. And that might be you know, I feel like growing up, I was a little emotionally stunted. And even as an adult, I feel like I didn't understand my emotions, I would bottle things up and then explode. And so that affected that affects my intuition that affects everything, right, as well. That's something that like, if I don't understand what's happening 
in my internal world, I can't also connect fully. So, you know, sometimes journaling um, will be like, what am I feeling today? What am I actually, like, what's happening in my body? What do I feel right now? And then when I do that journaling, I find I'm naturally able to connect and, and feel more inspiration and feel more connected to myself because I'm kind of working through the like internal storm that's happening. Um, so I'm able to like process that. And, and, mm. and so that I'm able to, you know, um, come back to intuition. So yeah, some simple ways, meditation, journaling and journaling again, doesn't have to be like, you know, fairy affirmations like i'm feeling happy i'm feeling dear diary today i had a session with christine and she was really mean to me (laughs) she rocked me um she made me go into my inner child so it's like that's what i mean it's like um i don't also believe that like i'll just quickly insert this that i was one of the ones who spiritually bypassed for a very long time so when i found spirituality i went from hating spirituality and hating it all to getting obsessed with it because it made me, it gave me a sense of relief from my pain. So I was like, everything happens for a reason. Oh, there's this, you know, magical, like it just, and I think that's why some people hate it so much is because it's like, okay, come back down to earth. I have bills. I have stress. My partner's yeah, cheating on me. Like, all the- like that shit drives me fucking nuts when I'm like, listen, I'm all about tapping into this, but can we just, not, can we just shut up for a second and not talk about how we're untouchable because we choose to be untouchable because the energy, and I'm just like, okay, mm, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. 100%. <laughs> and for me, I went all the way into spiritually bypassing for, for, for many years. And then what happened is like, why can't I manifest? Why can't, why aren't these things happening? Why am I still feeling such an internal conflict? And what I realized is that spirituality is fantastic, but it's only one part of it. It's like mind, body, spirit. We still have a body and I still have a mind that's telling me that you think that you're going to manifest that fucking million dollars. Guess what? My subconscious is telling you to go fuck yourself. Hmm. And my body is telling me that I'm tired. So it's like, it's understanding that it's one component, but I was jumping way into spirituality. Like ecosystem. Yes, I was getting way up there. And so what I realized and what the last, you know, like I spent years doing after that was understanding I was completely negating the fact that I had a body and I have a mind and I have trauma and I have real life experiences. So I was kind of like neglecting that whole piece. And so I spent years diving into working with, you know, mentors and shadow work, working with inner child stuff, working with which I never, I didn't even consider working with my emotional intelligence, like so many different aspects. So you know, I think that really meeting people where they're at and, and working through the stuff, like I will in sessions, I will definitely throw in the spiritual component because, you know, I'm reading your energy. So it's, it's, our sessions are intuitive. However, if I get the sense that feeding you a bunch of like, everything will be fine because you're on your soul journey and blah, blah, blah. And I can tell that there's unresolved trauma or inner child work or shadow work or emotional stuff or whatever it is like we work on that we go deep into that and so like that session last week you were like just so we know those things you want are there but you're in a fucking drought and you're gonna stay in this drought until we work on this shit and I was like damn all right because that's the thing I can see your highest potential (laughs) but but to get there and I can see and your spirit guides are telling me information which I can give to you so it's almost this nice blend because you're working it's like I'm holding like your highest vision and I'm reminding you that you have that there I'm only I'm not doing the work I'm remind I'm basically just a catalyst or an activator for you to remember how fucking mirror 
yeah, how amazing you are. So I'm like holding that higher vision for you while we work through the hard stuff, because I think that's really important, right? Like, I think that's really important, but I I don't even know if I answered that question, but anyway, you did, you said, go to a place that where you feel inspired, calm, safe, um, journaling, journaling. Yeah. And then meditating. If you felt that it was time for you to do that meditation versus it being forced. Um, okay. Three quick things that you think people should maybe consider removing from their routine or limiting if they're looking to connect with self or intuition. Sure. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about it that way. Yes. Like (laughs) do these are things you should do. It's like, I meditated six times today, but this shit still happened to me. It's like, well, girl, you're still on your phone doing nothing else all day. So Exactly. Um, well, that's the thing. It's like, what's the environment you're planting these new seeds into? Mm-hmm. So if I'm like planting meditation and journaling and breath work and these different things, it's like, what's the environment that I'm like, do I have an environment that's toxic? That's going to help these things grow? Or am I just like, are they going to get eaten alive from the toxicity? So I think okay. of like, um, some, some three things that you could do to maybe help support and nurture this connection or this journey. Um, I mean, stay, I will not say staying off social media, but like limiting time on devices. I think that devices and computers, and this is a very new thing for our system. Mm-hmm. Like if you think of the human body and like, we're not generally used to spending so much time. You see my screen time is on average eight to nine hours a day. It's just my phone, not my computer, yeah. not my iPad. Yeah. Like that's fucking wild. It's, it's wild. When I get a notification being like, oh, your screen time went down to eight, like seven hours and 58 (laughs) minutes. I'm like, you are pathetic. What is wrong? You're like, like, fuck (laughs) yeah, seven hours. But but that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, I don't, I think it's baby steps because I think I know for me, it was for years, it was like black and white, like, okay, I'm either Uh, on the computer or I'm off of it, or I'm eating clean, or I am eating egg whites, you know, or I'm eating like, I'm going to McDonald's, you know, I'm eating total shit, or I'm (laughs) eating egg whites, you know what I mean? So it's like, I think there's baby steps, because I think that's setting yourself up for success or setting one up for success. So it's micro changes, it's little mini changes, it's trying to see what feels good for you, what feels good for you and what feels manageable. Um, I don't recommend throwing in or, you know, removing 10 million things at once because I think the system and if there's, you know, inner critic or if you have, you know, generally people have self-sabotaging qualities, it's like, we don't (laughs) want to set you up for failure because what happens is if you fail at one small thing, there's this like, oh, I can't do it. So who cares? I'll just, so I would say that watching how much time, you know, maybe like being curious around how much time you're spending on screen and how does it make you feel? So like a small thing could be maybe if you, if you're somebody who checks your phone, like I'll, you know, kind of reference what we talked about, but if you check your phone first thing in the morning and you notice that there's a lot of anxiety or there's fear, like, I don't like, if you watch the news, you watch, you maybe go get on your phone right away or hopping right onto social media. And yeah, it's like, that's a lot for your system to take. But it's also all I know. So for me, that's that, I think that's so key for people to like, understand is that that's actually my norm. So I actually can't really notice, like I can say like, oh, I have anxiety all the time, but probably not realize that like sleeping with my phone in my bed, like charging and then rolling over in the morning and opening it as soon as my eye, like one eye is still shut. Like who the fuck's talking to you at five in the morning? No one. (laughs) But I can't also can't figure out why I'm so anxious all the time because I feel like I need to know everything right now and people need to access me at all times. And I'm not a good business owner. If I don't, it's just like, 
but until someone you work with someone like you or like someone that can unpack that for you I feel like a lot of people are going to be very similar to me and just thinking like oh that's just how I am totally exactly and realizing that, and even starting to come to you know terms with the fact that that's just a story as well yeah. Like I know I can relate to that for many years. I kept my phone right by me. Cause it's like, well, I own a business and what if somebody needs me? And there was this constant state of anxiety where I was like, Oh, okay. That's just, again, I have a belief system around, you know, needing to have this here. And it's like, that's just, that's not reality though. Like that's actually just something that I'm I've decided. So I would say that um, things that, you know, you could maybe remove are like things that just just noticing how do I feel after I'm, you know, with this person or how do I feel after I've used, I'm using my device or how do I feel when I watch TV really late or mm-hmm. how do I feel when I watch news a lot? Like, do I feel, does this thing make me feel like it, you could, you could apply it to anywhere in your life. How does this food make me feel? Cause it's just, it's all so related. Exactly. These people. So do I, you know, it's like when you say eliminate or, or kind of like maybe limiting time to, I would just say like just starting to notice more and more your emotions, noticing your energy levels, noticing how you feel you were. Cause our bodies are constantly giving us feedback or, you know, the quality of our breath. How am I breathing right now? Am I shallow breathing? Like, is my body in a state of stress? So like stress is a big thing right now for a lot of people. So just noticing what things kind of get me more hyped up in that stress and what things bring me back down, make me feel more calm, make me feel more grounded. So, you know, it's such a unique experience. I mean, I can say a couple of things that, you know, like I can suggest a few things, but it's really checking in individually with yourself and saying like, what are some things that really are giving me extra stress, making me feel a bit out of control, maybe giving me anxiety, maybe giving me, making me feel depressed and just starting to like, make little micro shifts and maybe shifting. So if I always get up and check on social media, maybe I'll try for like two days or three days or one day of just yeah, trying I'll something try today, today, yeah. just today, just focusing on today, um, around like, I'm going to try in the morning to, you know, take 10 minutes or five minutes. And I'm just going to, you know, keep my phone somewhere else. Or I'm going to set an alarm, maybe like an old school alarm versus having my phone there. If I notice, I just can't get away from my phone and I'm going to, you know, try something different. Maybe I'm going to sit and just breathe, you know, it's free. Like our, when I'm working with our breath is one of the most powerful things we can do, but like sitting and just breathing for five minutes or sitting and getting a cup of tea or coffee and just sitting there and just like being present with like, how am I feeling? Like, you know, for a long time I would drink during COVID when we were in the shutdown, I would spend my mornings getting up and, you know, doing if there's anything I had to do, but just taking a few minutes to just set myself up for the day. Like it's so powerful just a few minutes, what that can do to set up your day. Cause otherwise what happens is we get up, we're just unconscious beings, right? Our by the time we're like, I think it's 35, Dr. Joe Dispenza said like by the, you know, in the top neuroscientist, he's like, by the age of 35, I think it is, we're like, it's like, we're like 95% of our daily habits and behaviors are unconscious. It's like, hmm. which, which serves us when it's like, finding your favorite coffee or driving a car. We don't want to constantly be learning how to drive a car every day. So there's definitely, it serves us, but there's so many patterns that don't serve us. So if you get up every day and you do the same exact thing and there's no change, it's like, it's that saying, but like if nothing changes, nothing changes. So art, could you be willing to start to notice what things make you feel alive? What things notice make you feel inspired? What things, what activities, what people make you, make you feel really good and start to surround yourself more and more and more with that. So it's sometimes you don't even have to identify, like sometimes things will naturally come up, 
that don't feel good. And then that's just starting to check in with them and being more aware and being more conscious of what's happening in your existence. And maybe just starting to slowly phase some of those out, but really just sending the focus into like what people, places, things, activities make me feel alive, make me feel a bit more inspired, make me feel a bit better. And just starting to slowly implement more and more of that. Cause if you're filling your own, you know, if you're filling yourself up and you're filling um, like, we can't, we can't give from a depleted bucket. We can't mm-hmm. be our best selves when we're running on empty all the time. So it's like, what, what things can I do in my day? Micro changes again, starting with micro changes that will give me just a little more hit of energy. Cause over time that will build. That's how I mm-hmm. recovered from adrenal fatigue. I just like, you know, slowly started making changes. Cause I realized I was living just so out of alignment and in so much stress for so long that I really had to rebuild in a slow way because making journaling for six hours and then meditating for an hour and a half. And then people are like, I got kids. It's I got things. Much. It's too much. Yeah, so too like, much. what are little micro things you can do to give your spring yourself, your soul, bring yourself some peace um, and, and just more calm. Yeah. And I really challenge you to kind of like people listening to go back to a few minutes ago when you were talking about, can you not be on your phone in the morning? Can you do this? And actually notice if any excuses came up for you, because I noticed that like crazy in our conversation last week, Christina and I have a coaching call every week. And you, you, that was one of the things you said to me, can you do this for the next four days? And right away in my brain, well, I can't, I can't do that because like, I have to get out and walk my dog or like my dog would never let me do that. And like, I'm going to have to do this and I'm going to have to do that. And it's like, you literally wake up and spend 40 minutes on your phone from bed. (laughs) But it's wild how much resistance you might feel to change. Yeah. Okay. One last question. And then we've been talking for a while. One last question. And then we're going to have people find ways to connect with you. Sure, sure. But this, this question came from a couple of people that have built a bit of a practice and they want to know how they know if they're sharing a message with someone or if they're just giving an opinion. Mm, Love it. Yes. So I would check in with why you're doing what you're doing. Like, what's the why? Am I doing this? Yeah. What's the motive behind it? Um, I know when I share I personally love sharing from experience or what's going on for me in the moment, because I trust that if I'm going through something, somebody else is probably going through something as well. So like when I do shares and stuff, it's usually what's kind of going on for me in my life or what I've just maybe kind of overcome or, or am learning in the moment. But it, I think that there's just a different energy behind, like, there's a feeling, you know, it's it's a kind of a knowing, like I'm doing this because I heard it somewhere and it sounds good. And now I'm going to go and like post this, (laughs) or I'm going to go and post this because I feel like it's Thursday and I forgot that I didn't post. So there's like no energy behind it. It's kind of just like a blank, like a bit more of a flat, you know what I mean? Like there's not, there's not a lot of show. It's a show. Yeah. Where I think of when you, when there's an authenticity and there's just this like, you know, um, it's like, I'm sharing because I'm going through something or I'm like, there's a really deep, like authenticity there. I think when coming forward of like, I really want to share this. Like it's, I always just ask, what's my motive? Like, why am I sharing this? And am I still in the process of processing it? Cause sometimes sharing from a place of like still being openly kind of like in the wound or in Mm -hmm. the, sometimes uh, it's like, imagine if you just broke up with somebody, right. And there's like, 
well, fuck him. And you, you know, sometimes it can be like, start making very um, loud, aggressive statements or like I men are all, fu- men are all <laughs> fucked or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And like, you know, it's like, that's a temporary state of being. So I would just say like when emotions are high, intelligence is, you know, low. So it's like, am I, am I posting from a place of integrity? Am I posting from a place where I feel calm about this? I feel pretty neutral or I feel, or I feel inspired about this, or I feel very strongly about this, but it's like, kind of checking in the why and the motive. And if it's coming from a place of like, well, I want to share my, or I really want to just get it out there. Or I want to, I mean, it's not bad. It's not like it's a wrong thing. It's just like, it's just, it's like, I don't know. I I think it's just coming from a place of like, I'm sharing because I really want what I, what I'm doing right now for myself, these practices, I found really beneficial. And I feel like somebody out there might benefit from them Mm -hmm. versus like, look at all the stuff I'm doing. I'm meditating every morning and I'm so fucking enlightened. I love showing all the things that I don't do. <laughs> well, that's, that's, you know, sometimes that, but that's why that can be very relatable though for people, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, I think that sharing what's going well and sometimes what's not going well, that's like, I love the rawness personally. Like I love people who are raw and I love, and I feel like that's just kind of like, I live when people ask me questions, they're like, can I ask you this question? It's kind of like, and I was like, yeah. And if it doesn't feel right, or if I'm still really raw with something, I might say like, Hey, you know what? I'm just, I feel like I'm still processing that. And I'd love to chat with you about that. Or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But it's, it's more like, I don't know. I, I, uh, I just think looking at your why, am I doing this because I'm trying to show I'm, I'm doing this for show. I'm doing this because I want, I want a certain outcome or reaction or expectation for people. And I'm attached to this outcome or it's like, am I just sort of sharing because I hope that somebody else is inspired. Like I always say, like if one person watches my video, if one person is impacted or shifts their life because of, you know, small or large because of something I've said, like if somebody listens to the podcast and like, I got one thing that resonated. I just, I think that's perfect. And that's like my Mm -hmm. work. Like, that's it. Like, it's just like one person. I love that. Um, all amazing. But I'm going to ask you the question one more time. Oh, God. Oh, no. Don't no, <laughs> because no, you you answered it. But okay. maybe the way I, I I explained it to you was not clear. Um, I believe the question came from an intuitive sense. Oh, okay. So how if I'm feeling like I've had a, maybe a download or I have a message for someone. Oh, okay. How? Yeah. yeah. Like, how do I know that's actually a message versus me just like sharing my opinion or personal thoughts? Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you yeah, were talking. No, from that's okay. okay. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. That, that, that also actually worked. So now we just have two questions cool. and then okay. we'll go. <laughs> yes. So I would say, well, it's kind of a similar thing though. Like yeah, when I get okay. downloads about somebody, it's again, checking. It's actually somebody asked, I feel like somebody asked me this the other day. Um, oh yeah. I'm a mentor for this. Yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. So <laughs> they, it's like, where, where did this come in? So I usually say like, trust yourself and trust again, like is there an outcome? Is there something I'm trying to like, am I just trying to show that I like, if I'm, it's like, is this coming from my personality? Right. Because, because from our personality perspective, we all have lenses. Like I'm like, if somebody said like, yeah, my boyfriend's being an asshole, blah, 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 blah. And then sometimes I might get an intuitive download. Right. And sometimes it's the time to share it and sometimes it's not. So it's really checking in with myself. Like, what am I trying to get out of this? Am I trying to prove that I'm intuitive or I'm trying, do you know what I mean? Like, does it feel aligned in that time and space to actually say that is that going to be nurturing is that going to be you know what I mean and I also think that do you have permission exactly or is this going to overstep a boundary and I also just think like generally intuitive messages are clean they're they're um 
how do I put this? Like intuitive messages are generally more loving. They're generally more supportive. They're generally more grounded. Personality or opinions are generally can be more fiery or reactive or um, like I know. And it's like, where am I at as an intuitive? Am I grounded right now? And is this coming, did this information just drop in and like assessing, like, is this the right time and space to have it be received? Is this even my place to say anything? Do we have that kind of relationship? Or does Christine have her filter on of like, this is a bad mood today. Yeah. I'm in a bad mood. (laughs) These were my experiences. Somebody cut me off. I'm feeling pissy about people in general. My I'm being... spirit guide said, fuck that. So next. <laughs> totally, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Our intuit, our intu- our intuition and our higher self and like our spirit guides are generally offering messages of love. They're not going to be definitive around like, oh yeah, you got to leave that asshole. Spirit yeah. guides are not going to say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe so, yours. Maybe yours. But it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's just like checking in. Yes. Totally. I like to check in and say, where am I? Who am I being right now? Do I feel in the depths of my personality mm-hmm. or do I feel like I'm, I'm being really open and expansive and I'm just want to deliver this message because it's coming through really strong and I really want to be of service or is this coming from the fact that I want to like, you know, tell yeah. you my opinion. So I think yeah. there's just kind of like a feeling behind it. I love like, that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So boom, people can work with you one-on-one like you and I do. Yeah. People can do small group coaching with you. Yeah. People can book your six-month transformation container. There are amazing ways you can work with Christine. Where is the best place to find you? And who would be, um, like, if you're, you're, you're accepting clients, so who would be your ideal client if someone's listening where they're like, oh, that yeah. might be a good fit for me? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, my practice is quite full right now. I'm, I would Oops, say sorry, that I, no, 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 it's okay. No, no. I'm, um, I'm, I, I'm accepting, like, I'm accepting like a, like a, I would say like a few, like, I would just say like really aligned clients. I really want to make sure that there's like an I'm, application process. Like there's no fucking around. Like there, you feel like them yes. and you are ready to do the work. Exactly. Yeah. I would just say like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty mindful about who I work with in the fact that like, I really, I don't, because there's an old codependency habit habit of like trying to do the work for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I want people who are like ready, willing, and able to really dive in. It doesn't mean that you have to know all the, you know, you have to know what right. all these things are. There's just like from a soul level, there's just this like readiness of like, I feel like I've tried everything. Maybe I've tried traditional things and maybe I've tried this and I just don't know what the fuck is going on right now. And I feel mm-hmm. a bit lost. We can have a conversation and see if it's a good fit. Um, I find working with people more on like a consistent basis is more powerful just because there's a level of commitment and energy that both parties have. So I have done the kind of dabbling sessions and it's not that it's wrong. I just find that um, to really step into is, is where the kind of really big shifts come from. And um, so, yeah, you can, I would say my website is the best place to find me. Um, I'll link it all for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, My website gives a pretty good overview. Um, I do run retreats sometimes. I'm probably not going to run them until um, the spring again though, but yeah, the six month transformation container I'll run um, again, this last one sold out, but I'll be running another one probably in like early in the year or maybe in the springtime, um, which is really a deep dive with me. And then, Um, yeah, I mean, I love working with people who are in that stage of like, they're ready and they have a good sense of banter and they kind of want to have, like, I feel like I'm a great person to distill and kind of like explain some of these spiritual concepts in a way, because I love to bring humor and I love to bring, you know, Mm -hmm. little swearing. Like we're dealing with heavy shit together, but it never, like, 
you actually uh, like create a space that allows me to deal with very heavy resurfacing stuff in a comforting but weirdly light way. Yes. Even though it's not light at all. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I'm reading you and I'm like, you know, even if we're going into deep inner childwork or something, you know, like it's like that I want to make sure that you feel I'm not taking you past your limitations. So I will mm-hmm. read your energy and your energy is like, okay, I'm, I'm going too far, whatever it is. Right. It doesn't have to be scary. And um, yeah, I, I love this work. It's, you know, I still own the, the business and have a, you know, have, have all the things going on, but the, the coaching really world is where I've found incredible success. And I just, you know, hearing a client say, I had this hard conversation. I feel so much better. This is happening. Like it just, it, lights me up so much. And I, it really is this confirmation of like, this is what the work you're here to do. Yeah. So amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This was yes. a bit of a long one. So yeah. you guys might've had to break it up into, into pieces, <laughs> but I hope you got a lot and just want to acknowledge that if you might be feeling like equally as overwhelmed as you are inspired <laughs> from this conversation, like that's okay. It, it is, it's a lot, but um, yeah, I'm going to leave everyone's or I'm going to leave your info for everyone. So I highly encourage you to connect with Christine on Instagram um, and her website. And yeah, thanks again for hanging out with me today. Love you long time. Pete. And you're doing great. I just want to say to whoever's out there, like you're doing fucking Right. going to be okay. <laughs> Regardless of whether you work with me or not, like have fun. And yeah. yeah, I'm excited to connect if it feels aligned. I love that. I love you. Thanks for listening to Unfiltered. Be sure to visit alipantucci.com slash podcast to join in on the conversation, access the show notes and discover any additional content or resources that we talked about on today's episode. And remember, if you like what you heard today, hit subscribe to make sure that you don't miss out on any future episodes.